This is episode 505 on the 8th of April 2022. WrestleMania 38 covered or called the most stupendous two-night event. Well, we can discuss that for eternity. Was it really that stupendous as the advertisements said? Well, let's look at some of the results of this particular tournament and let's start with the title and championship matches it's a chaos so it was a winner take all unification match brock lesnar the wwe world champion versus roman reigns the wwe universal champion and despite it being called as the greatest and the biggest WrestleMania match ever. I think the fuse blew even before the match began. Because of all the pre-match promotions and mind games being played, it was obvious that Roman Reigns was always going to take both the championship. And despite efforts by Brock Lesnar to have any say in the match, any control in the match, once again, Roman Reigns did what he has done over the past 24 months to take control of a match using his low blow technique as well as the referee knockout situation to win the match. Whether it's legal or illegal, it's irrelevant as long as the referee does not see such infractions, it doesn't matter. So Roman Reigns becomes a double champion or the WWE World and Universal Champion, which means what for the future as far as this championship is concerned, which means he might have to represent both the brands. But how will the WWE management play this out remains to be seen, which leaves not too much room for potential rivals because if you have to look at how he has gone through his rivals. He has defeated Edge, he defeated Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, he defeated Lesnar at the WrestleMania and other pay-per-views. He's defeated John Cena. All the individuals who once defeated him in that period between 2012 and 2019, he has got one above them in that period between August 2020 and March 2022. So it will be interesting to see 
what kind of rivals are presented to him. But as far as this match was concerned, F5s didn't work, Suplexity didn't work, all it needed was one low blow and couple of Superman punches to have him take control of this particular match. And that was how this match was presented. So was it the greatest match ever? You never know. Next year you might have two potential rivals and they make all that the greatest match ever. They've always done it. It was under the giant Hulk Hogan once upon a time. It was Cena, Rock for two years in a row and then other potential champions. Of course, this was just to get the audience, but was it the greatest match? And that is dependent on how we look at what defines the greatest match. Moving on to the women's championship, another rivalry which went back and forth has been going on since August 2021. And the mind games being played, but those mind games become irrelevant once the contenders and the champion come on the spread circle and square up. All the pre-match mind games and all the trash talk that happens becomes irrelevant. And what becomes relevant is how the two take on each other. And then to make up for what happened okay, six to eight months ago, Bel Air went on to defeat. Becky Lynch and won the Raw Women's Championship. Now, does it leave room open for potential rivals? Well, there are enough rivals in the women's division in this particular promotion, and it will be a very interesting story as to how this carries on. Moving on to the other women's championship match, it didn't get that kind of attention. It did get that kind of attention, but once again, Wanda Rousey in the same realm as Brock Lesnar now becoming a semi-regular to the various brands but Wanda Rousey despite being a good mixed martial arts fighter and UFC fighter what led her down in this match was the lack of experience and how to use the situation to one's advantage. It will be a learning experience for her, but Charlotte Flair, who has been in this business for the past 10 years, used all those things which may seem unfair in other fighting championships and went on to retain her championship. All the pre-match gossips and everything doesn't come to a head if you don't make it into a potential match. Of course, it was an interesting match, but Ronda Rousey lost on the basis of lack of experience on how to use the situation to your advantage, how to make sure that when the referee's back is turned, you make sure that your opponent is held, even if it's an illegal method. But that's the way this particular part of the combat wrestling world works. As far as the tag team championship is concerned, it was a fatal four-way and it was always going to be a question of whichever team didn't win, they were disbanded. Exactly what happened. So, 
with banks and Naomi went on to win their match. The other teams were almost on the verge of being disbanded, and that is exactly what happened. Because in tag team, unless you know each other well, unless you're like the hard formation or the hardy boys or the shows, when you are related by blood and other means, your only way to become a tag team champion is to do it via something common, but not beyond the fact that if you lose the championship, reign is more than over. And it was always going to happen. Whichever team lost, the two teams who were not part of the winning part, they were always going to disband and that is exactly what happened. And it's nothing new. It has always happened. Teams are often find themselves in situations where do they have something in common, they will eventually disband if they don't go on to win the championship unless you are the Hart Foundation, the RT Boys, the Usos or something similar. As far as the men's championship is concerned, well, another situation where it was an inconsistent, inconsistent kind of championship winning and losing streak where RK Pro went on to retain their men's Raw Tag Team Championship, but it's not over. You don't expect the other teams to sit by idly and wait for their chances. You might see these teams go up again. And how long will this, these particular stables last? Well, RK Pro has lasted because of that emotional mentor mentee relationship between Randy Orton and Riddle. How long will that go on? As long as they retain their title, will go on. Street Profits, they have a different chemistry to their tag team. So do Alpha Academy. But how long will this, these particular stables last? Well, that depends on how much are they in the mood to win the respective tag team championship or are they looking for the forward to winning single side all depends on such situations let's look at the non-title matches the non-title matches were even more interesting as to the matches and the bookings which were done the first one was between Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus the Miz and Logan Paul and the Miz and Logan Paul team reminded me of last year when Bad Bunny and a typical crossover event where popular individuals with some training in combat sports make it to this event and they shine on that stage but they are not regular wrestlers and that's what happened this year and it worked to a team because once again and Dominic Mysterio, they had the experience, but what Miss and Logan Paul had was the strategy and the things to go on to win the match. It was always going to happen after last year's situation where Bad Bunny surprised everyone with his wrestling skills. Logan Paul did the same this year, and next year you never know if you might see Ray Mysterio get someone from the other side of the 
world where he may get someone who is a popular individual with some training in this particular scope and it could be a surprise so it's almost like a domino event but that remains to be seen one doesn't know what will happen next year but it was an interesting match it became a question of emotions versus brawn and in this particular match the brawn had the upper hand another interesting one was between Drew McIntyre who is now being kept away from championship attention who is happy corbin and why do we have a name like happy corbin once upon a time this particular individual had lost all his money then the storyline goes as he goes on to win a fortune at the casino he has a typical story of rags to riches he teams up with Matt Cap Moss who always entertains him with a joke but Drew McIntyre was always going to have an upper hand because sometimes emotions also have a hand in such matches and that's how things happen which means you might see Drew McIntyre getting back into the championship contention it won't be long before he challenges the WWE World and Universal Champion at this point Roman Reigns for a match it will not be far away from that situation because he's been in too many non-title combat matches it's time for this individual and the management to give him another go at the championship matches maybe he's learned from the past matches and you never know he might surprise but Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns and he has found a way to keep his championship intact which will be a very interesting matchup if this eventually happens another one was which was I think fundamental Reigns was the one where Kevin Owens called out Steve Austin he went on to disparage Steve Austin insulted him in the pre-match promotions and when Steve Austin did come Kevin Owens challenged him to a no-holds-barred match and Steve Austin despite all the age factor coming into play did impress and no-holds-barred means you can compete anywhere into the crowd onto the ramp and it worked for him it worked. here also emotions came into play because of the whole native situation and Steve Austin using his skills gave Kevin Owens a stunner a move over users often and then the beer came out which is not surprising so this one was another match which could have gone either way but Steve Austin had his day, had his night in fact and he defeated Kevin Owens in a no-holds-barred match. But the way this match was programmed, it was almost as if why call out the boss and why get a semi-retired wrestler because there's always this emotion that I want one last match. Maybe my last match didn't end in the way I planned it to. So, it was all about making sure that he went out on a high because the last time Steve Austin was in the ring 19 years ago, 
stolen the kind of exit you wanted to, to make up for that why did it take 90 years is something we can hold in on but there is no logic to such things if it took 90 years to for him to have a go at his last match it took him 90 years there's nothing one can do about it another interesting one was he called a generation versus generation match two individuals who are part of different stables different wrestling promotions and they had been part of this business for over decade but they never came face to face and then edge looking for a rival because he also wants to get back into the championship contention was looking for a rival who could challenge him till no end and it wasn't surprising that ages died as per the promotion stood up challenged him but once again won one over emotions and well one can keep saying that AJ Styles was distracted by the arrival of a certain Damien Priest, Edge's partnership with Damien Priest and a sudden change of attitude because for a wrestler, his opening music, his entrance music makes all the difference. If the entrance music is full of vigor, it means the wrestler is also in that mood, but this is a typical baby face turning heel yeah the heel turn was exactly what was needed in this situation holland will edge go on to compete but he's also nearing 50 but that depends because he also made an emotional return two years ago so the question of whether he wants to continue for a while is left to a particular wrestler but this rivalry is not over i would see Individuals like Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Edge, once again challenging a certain Roman Reigns because he's now a double champion, the championship for both the brands. So you might see more contenders come up. How will the WWE work this out? Well, it's on them, but it won't be far when the likes of Edge, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus who have and defeated Roman Reigns before, they might see themselves as potential candidates challenge Roman Reigns as far as the championships are concerned because this was a championship unification match which means he holds both the titles you might see a wrestler from both the brands challenge him once they have completed or done with their on-screen singles Another match which was strange to say the least was between Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. I was kind of befuddled with the way this particular match was put up or booked. I didn't understand the logic of having such a match, but then sometimes you need a comic relief in such. After too many serious matches, after seeing too many complete wrestlers complete, this was always going to be in that realm of comic relief or a bit of humor. That's exactly what happened. It was anything goes, and using all kinds of 
instruments, all kinds of things at their disposal, which I will not tell right now. But if you go and have a look at this particular match, you will be thinking, what was that? But maybe it was all about having some fun at the expense of Sami Zayn. Their pre-match rivalry, which went on for a month, as both were invading each other, stone or space. Johnny Knoxville, who's known for his stunts, challenges Sami Zayn at the Royal Rumble. The rivalry begins at Royal Rumble. Then they keep interfering with each other in their regular programming and falls down this match. And John Knoxville was better prepared. He had his crew prepared for the way he wanted to go on with this match. And that is exactly what happened. So for him, it was a strange rivalry. But sometimes such strange rivalries also work when there is no option left to add some comic and humor. The Pat McAfee-Austin Fury match was, was interesting. Pat McAfee, a former NFL player turned commentator, was given a chance by Vince McMahon to compete at WrestleMania. So it was unknown who, who his rival would be. Austin Fury turns up and Austin Fury's elevation or as has been said millions of times that he Protege or the person handpicked protege of McMahon reminded me of how they elevated the likes of Randy Orton. Randy Orton was in his early days as a wrestler in his mid 20s, as well as John Cena. It did remind me of that particular story. So maybe you might see Austin's story get into a championship contention. But here, once again, it was a situation of crossover because Brad McAfee is not a regular wrestler, but he may have played in this particular profession. But there's a difference when you do it every day and when you do it once in one year. But still, he impressed with his moves, with all the skills that he showed on the ring. Once he went on to defeat Austin Theory. What happened? Mr. McMahon came onto the came into the ring and challenged him to a match. Was it impromptu? Was it planned? We'll never be able to know. But when McMahon came onto the ring and challenged him, and well, when the chairperson of the company is there and there they are using some methods which are which would call for the referee which would make the referee call for a disqualification. That cannot happen when the guy who pays you the paycheck is in the ring. So, Austin Theory tried all methods, legal or illegal, and Pat McAfee was down by McMahon. But then what happens? Stone Cold Steve Austin turns up from nowhere. And we know what kind of rivalry does Stone Cold Steve Austin and McMahon have. They have been having an on and off rivalry. He comes in, he gets his beer, he takes a sip with McMahon and then what does he do? As he does often, runs him, invites Pat McAfee to have a drink with him and once he does that, he spams him again. 
as typical stores for free water i bought old videos i bought a live video some things don't change and that's the truth and of course the entire arena went crazy when so called free water came into the ring for a second night in a row but whether mcmahon expression which has been the same whenever some called free water has been a great thing was an expression to what whether it was planned impromptu kayfabe we will never know another impressive match was the one between set golden and cody road cody road a former aew roster part of the aew roster and one of the founders once his multi year contract ended there there was a rumor that Seth Rollins would be facing Cody Rhodes. I read a numerous article, but it didn't seem like as if this would happen. Seth Rollins was almost deprived of an opportunity to compete at this event. Was told by McMahon that you will compete, but your wisdom will be revealed a minute before the match happens. And Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes returns. If one can say that to an in-ring return. I wouldn't exactly call it an in-ring return because he had been competing in the AEW ring. But if we have to look at these two as separate, then maybe he would turn to the WWE after a while. But here, here it became a question of emotional return, and maybe Cody Rhodes announced himself as a championship contender. So you, so you have multiple championship contenders for Roman Reigns. Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, and other wrestlers. Roman Reigns has a handful of future contenders, and let's see how many have seen him compete. They know the way he works. Paul Heyman and the Usos will always be a factor, and then the typical story of the low blow when the referee's back is turned. And then losing the championship title to knock out the opponent, and then use his European move to make sure that the opponent never wakes up again and winning by submission. So it will be interesting situation as to all challenge Roman Reigns for a title. Cody Rhodes has announced his intention. If that happens, that remains to be seen. Another one which was. Interesting at the same time, it was baffling. Was the one between Bobby Lashley and Omos. It was as if they were trying to have an emotional throwback to the one where they had under the giant take on Hulk Hogan. They were trying to create that atmosphere. It never became that kind of a promotion that was flow. You had two seven feet individuals. One of them had. 60 pounds, the other at 400 pounds, and somehow Bobby Lashley went on to steal almost the pinfall. But what happens next? Almost teams are with Bobby Lashley, former high person MVP, and together they give him the backstabbing. It's not surprising that MVP turned his back. This is what happens in this business. You may have been associated with a certain wrestler, but there are times when that wrestler disparages you, and you look for an opportunity to take a stab at him. And almost at seven feet, did exactly that. 
now how will this rival get team up it's not going to be it's not clear to me at this time i have also seen bobel actually as a championship contender so seven eight potential contenders for roman reigns and that's one aspect of winning both the titles you will have at least seven eight individuals combined from both the brands challenging some unlooked forward to ask how that entire narrative plays how many will actually challenge them how will the wwe management work out for the likes of Lashley, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes, Edge, AJ Styles are they going to challenge him again possibility but we will never know what do they have in mind Thank <laughs> you.